0: Welcome back to another episode of Sky U Pod. Fellas, we're back from Arizona. The Gophers lost to Illinois in heartbreaking fashion. We're looking forward to Purdue. We didn't get to give our thoughts on the Illinois game, so I just want to be really quick with it because we're already on to the week where it's time to look at Purdue. But basically what happened, everyone, how I feel anyway. There's a lot of stretches in that game where the Gophers played really well. Um, I know that's not what you want to hear after a tough loss, but I thought Ethan played really well. I thought Tyler Newman played really well. But our best players and some key in some key moments made some critical errors that just were too much to overcome. Um, you know, the bad angle pursuit on the long touchdown catch by um the outstanding Illinois running backs, Name Fagan. I think his name was. Um he's a tremendous back, but you just gotta be have a better angle on that. And uh a ten yard, you know, eight-yard play turned into a forty-yard touchdown. And then, you know, the biting up on the on the stuff that's not there underneath and then let the post beat you for the game winner to the backup quarterback. You know, I mean, the D-line played over a well, while pretty well, I thought. Um, took us a minute to match the physicality. But uh, offense, I thought the, the the passing game went too conservative in the second half for the most part. And then by the time it was time to kick it in, you know, we did hit Daniel Jackson after that turnover to take the lead again there. Um, Johnny Newton kind of wrecked the run game for the most part in the second half. But I just felt like in the first half, Ethan was kind of a little bit more on the move and we had different routes kind of coming across the field. And then it's like second half came along and we were all just straight drop back throws. Um, and I saw, you know, it felt like Peter just kind of put his hands on it. Um, you know, he did throw for the win, which I thought was a step in the right direction as far as going for the the play to seal it but uh just you got to stay aggressive because no one in the big 10 west is heads and shoulders better than anybody so you just got to play to win through the whole game and it cost them um honestly i'm trying to be over it so anything guys wanted to add that i just kind of missed or i tried to give as quick of a summary of that game as i could so
1: no that's nailed that's how we all felt yep
0: yeah we were all together in arizona like i said um just kind of in disbelief and how it ended when we shouldn't be, right? I mean, gophers have seen those kinds of things happen <laughs> in the past. But um, yeah. anyway, let's move on to this Purdue game, guys. Um, full disclosure, we do have a, a crossover episode recorded um, with the Purdue guys. Um, boiler Up, uh, our big banner uh, pod- podcast associate um, for the Purdue team, obviously. We will be uploading that later in the week. We just wanted to get something out earlier, just kind of more of the Minnesota-focused preview, and then um, you'll get to hear their thoughts on the Gophers and their own team as well. And, uh, fellas, this is a game they think they can win, as as, as everyone will soon hear. Um, Purdue's currently a one-point favorite. I believe Minnesota opened up as a three-and-a-half or three-point favorite. So the line has shifted. The money's coming in on Purdue. Let's just start... With the Gophers, let's go side-by-side like side of the ball here. Let's start with how the Gophers' offense can rebound. What are we looking at against this Purdue team? Let's start with Max.
2: Yeah, I think from what we heard from the Purdue guys, you know, they're not very confident in their past defense. Um, so that sounds like their secondary is a pretty big weakness. And looking at the numbers, too, they're, they're giving up quite a bit of yards through the air. Um, so if Ethan can kind of continue on the upward trend that he's been on and playing better, um and hopefully he doesn't get you know doesn't get the keys taken away from him in the second half like we've seen um I think that you know that's seems like an easy way that we can take advantage and, and get some points and get some points early if we can hit some big plays um so yeah for me it's it's really how well can we do through the air because we know what our run game is um we know how well depending on what the health of our running backs are but um even when it's Jordan Newman, I mean he's been he's been great too so that's how I feel about the offense
1: yeah, and they were pretty confident, which I was surprised about, their run defense. And let's assume that, you know, they're on to something. Um, they did they were frank in saying that they're not really good with the kind of the mid-range kind of passes. So I think that if we can run slant plays, maybe a couple posts, kind of mix it up a little on offense, that'll be a good key to winning the game. Um, I still do think that, you know, offensively we'll be able to run the ball. There really hasn't been a team this year that has been super successful in in completely shutting it down. Even against a team like Michigan, it seemed like in that first half we were still able to run the ball a little bit. So I think that you kind of just honestly go back to your roots a little bit. I can't believe I'm saying it. Get the win under your belt and get on to the next one.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. They, they were very um... – and they should be, they are very happy with their, their D ends, at least, uh, as far as their ability to generate pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think, I think if you're a neutral fan or a fan from each team, you're Minnesota, you're confident in your own line because they're they didn't play their best game against Illinois, especially in that second half with Johnny Newton, terrific player, Jerzon Newton. I think they call him Johnny Newton. Or am I just making it? Yeah. They
1: call him Johnny. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Terrific player. Um, he did not disappoint as far as, you know, watching the future NFL. Or, but I don't think the Gophers line is – O-line is feeling great about how they played. And I think they're going to look at this as, like, get – not a get-right game as far as it's going to be easy, but going out and prove something like, hey, we're a pretty dang good unit ourselves. And I think if you're Purdue's fans, you're looking at the O-line like, hey, look what Illinois was able to do to mess them up up front and, and uh, miss some blocks at some key points. So I get the confidence from both sides. I really do. I'm going to lean – maybe it's the Phantom of me. I'm going to lean to trust the Gophers O-line more overall in that situation. Because like you said, I think we've been able to move the ball. You know, Iowa's still a great defense. And not that we ran it all over them at all, but we were able to generate enough to actually run an offense. Not a great offense. It was tough weather that day. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to be able to do enough where it's not all going to be on Ethan, And I think that Daniel Jackson has the potential to feast this game. Um, He's gotten better and better. Um curious to see the health of guys you know coming up but yeah that's how I see on the offense and uh, let's flip it now Gophers defense going up against this Purdue offense Shuddy we'll start with you this time what are you what are you looking at there
1: yeah you know I think that you mentioned you know offensive line maybe wants to um, kind of prove that they can hang with the big guys I think this defense should have something to prove too we kind of seen them kind of blow the game a little bit at the end of the game there against Illinois. Um, But I think that they'll be able to bounce back this game. Um, We do know that Card's a good quarterback, um, but it sounds like they're kind of lacking kind of big weapons that they've had kind of in years past. Um, So I think that that'll help the Gophers. I think the key will be to really kind of bring pressure, um, you know, our D-line. Um, It sounds like the Purdue offensive line has been really injured, moving guys around at each position on the offensive line. So I think that if we can put pressure on them and especially get Card kind of running away from them, I think that's going to be huge and kind of preventing them from scoring points and winning the game. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think. Getting pressure just because, like they, you know, the Purdue guys said that they're weak. They're pretty banged up at offensive line. I think they said one of their O linemen's played every position at some point this year, which is probably not what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that seems like an area we can take advantage in. But it's, and I know that's not something that, um, from a scheme perspective, you know, we don't bring a lot of unique blitzes or a lot of, you know, five six man pressures. Um, but if our Russians, you know, Jaw Joiner can can do what he's been doing all year and get pressure like he has been. It's um, kind of what we need to do against a, a player like Hudson Card, who really is, you know, he is a good college quarterback. So um, if we give him time to pick us apart, I don't think it matters who their receivers are. I mean, I think we've shown that we give up some chunk plays no matter what, you know, no matter who's catching the ball. So I think I agree completely. Getting pressure and getting him to getting him uncomfortable and moving his feet and hopefully getting a couple sacks be huge.
0: Yeah, I, I really do like our D-line in this matchup. Um, my fear is that I think Card is maybe not running the ball down the field, but has shown the ability to be mobile a lot in the pocket. Um, part of the reason he's kind of been running for his life, he's gotten hit a lot. But um, my worry would be is I felt like we kind of got after the Northwestern quarterback a lot as well, but then we didn't have the contain, right? And then that's when breakdowns happened on the back end. He was able to get outside your coverage and, have, your coverage has to be there a lot longer in that situation. So to me, I that's just how I see this game going. It's okay, I think we're gonna get pressure after him, get after him. Um are we gonna be able to stop the run where it has to fall on card to make plays down the field? And if so, are we gonna be able to hold up coverage on the back end? They do still have some athletes at Purdue. You know, they got they seem to find speedy receivers all over, but um, you know, can you keep them in the pocket and just finish off those sacks is going to be going to be the key there so it sounds like we're all on the same page um you know running the ball they they like their running backs that that's another thing you guys will hear is they talk about their running backs so um i felt like you know Fagan from illinois uh kind of took it to us the first couple carries it took us a minute to to get adjusted to maybe the physicality um i i just i know illinois offensive line isn't great but i do think they're better than purdue so i'm not as concerned about getting um pounded i guess by by these by these running backs for purdue but um you know you never know i, I said it on their show you never know what's going to happen the big Ten west it's, it's like different teams are playing each game for for everybody um so yeah um well we'll touch on it special teams guys i i I asked them, it didn't make it into the show because we went over the, the time lapse there, but I asked them about their special teams. They do have a punt return on the year, um, so that's something to watch for. They do have electric returners, that, the capability to do that, um, but it didn't sound like anything that they were like overly confident would win them, the, win them the game, even after talking about our concerns. So I'm just hoping our special teams can stay out of the way. Um, I don't yeah. think you'll see Sean Tyler back there anymore returning the ball. Yeah. I, I would I would assume PJ Fleck is fair catching, telling them to fair catch everything at this point. Punt and kick return. So um as long as those can stay a no factor or um yeah, I'll turn it over to you guys if you want to add anything before making your prediction and keys to the
1: game. I just think that if they're capable of returning a football for a touchdown, they're probably way Good better after. than the gophers. <laughs> So
0: I would say if that happens, I I think Purdue wins the game just because I think it's. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. um Yeah, Kurt, it's 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 becoming pathetic. I mean, if it already hasn't been pathetic, you know, you just teams are literally, I thinking, trying to pin the ball inside the 10 instead of just kicking it out of bounds because they know that we're just going to be looking at it and get tackled inside the 10. Have to go about 90 yards to score a touchdown. So. Um, I mean, that's what I would do if I was Purdue, if they have the talent to, to do that. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame. I don't think we'll see Tyler anymore um, at running back or on special teams. Um, unfortunately, if you fumble the football every time you touch it, that's just the name of the game. So, yeah, we're going to have to see a little bit more from them. Just be disciplined and catch the ball, fair catch, dead ball, whatever just don't make a mistake to get a turnover or get your team in bad field position.
2: Yeah. I think the one bright spot on special teams has been, uh, Dregon as the kicker this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just to try to pull something positive. <laughs> I don't we can know. We kick
0: if... the field goals.
2: I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is
0: something Purdue isn't great at, by the way.
2: Right. So yeah, at least in the, at least in the one spot where you can score points, we've been doing that well but I'm sure overall we're probably about even in, like, net points added right, based on right. whatever metric that's out there.
0: Maybe we'll save actual score predictions so it entices you guys to actually listen to the crossover, which we will be posting, by the way. They they have a, a little bit different service that could host all of us at the same time, So, but that'll be coming later. Um, as far as your keys to the game, though, Max, you can go ahead and get into that.
2: Yeah, I think, like we mentioned in the last, you know, what you'll hear in the crossover pod, just as far as um, team morale, I think it's going to be important for everyone to bounce back from that, you know, that's a tough loss. We've seen this team do it in the past. You know, they've they've lost ugly games or they've lost heartbreaking games. Um, and then next week, they look like they've probably forgotten about it. Um, if, whether that's, you know, PJ's mantra of winning, winning the one, you know, going 1-0 in the Purdue season, uh, just focusing on one week at a time. Um, but yeah, I think if the guys can just figure it out and look at it as, you know, if we can win as many games here at the end of the season, we still have a shot at the West. Um, you're playing on NBC at 2:30? it sounds like it's gonna be a beautiful day. So hopefully they can flush it, move on, um, kind of start fresh because like, like we said, you know, we didn't really play a bad game. We just kind of let it slip away at the end. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, offensively one of the, one thing too, that they did touch on that I thought was interesting is how they kind of try to cause confusion on their Purdue defense by lining up a bunch of guys at the line of scrimmage, kind of disguising who's rushing and who's dropping into coverage. So, um, you know, you think about a, a defense that's maybe not as talented, uh, if they can cause any sort of confusion, that could be – that could that could wreck us. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we've got that figured out in the offensive line. Um, but yeah, I, I think the key to the game really is just bounce back. That's – I don't even have an X's and O's. It's just – right. Have fun.
0: Yeah, if if Darius Taylor's back, I do feel pretty good about this one. I know I shouldn't because Gophers will let you down, but um, you know, I I really don't think we'll be so down in the dumps that we don't show up. I I, I knock on wood, but you know, this is the scenario laid out. This is the most likely scenario that has to play out for the Gophers to win the West. All right, so Gophers, and this is most likely. So you got to beat Purdue on the road here. Probably going to lose to Ohio State. I think we're all okay saying that. And then you gotta beat Wisconsin at home to, to close the year. You need Iowa to lose this weekend to Rutgers, which is projected to be a very close game. I I mean Rutgers out of those two has the better offense. It's just can they avoid the turnovers? Because they've had critical turnovers in all of their losses. So need Iowa to lose to Rutgers, um, beat Illinois, and then lose to Nebraska. So I think I don't know if that. That has to be that way for the tiebreaker to favor us. But if they were to to lose to Illinois instead of Nebraska, I think anyone could beat anybody. Is what I'm getting at. So Iowa needs to drop two of the next three. It's gonna be tough, but it could happen. Wisconsin needs to only lose to us because they dropped the one to Indiana, so they could beat Northwestern and Nebraska, then lose to us. Then Nebraska, we need to lose one of the next three, and they got Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So it's still very plausible. It's just Like a lot of the time in the P.J. Fleck era, we've just been so close but made it so difficult on ourselves, you know. Um, Even if you win just one of the Illinois Northwestern game, you're looking in great shape. And both of them were right there for the taking. So it's frustrating, guys. We know we're there with you. We're not trying to sugarcoat uh, it or anything. We're just honestly trying to move past it at this point because – no one's coming to save us. Let's just be real. Like nothing's going to come that's drastically going to just change the trajectory of what's happening right now. So um, and just grasping at straws here. I, I do think PJ slightly, and it's in very specific situations, but he has gotten slightly more aggressive. And just in referencing the Iowa game, trying to throw to seal it there and trying to throw to seal it against Illinois. So talk about changing your best. It's, Kind of sad that we're going this small with it, but maybe there are some baby steps we're seeing out of this coaching staff that will carry forward. Um, Maybe that Northwestern game was an awakening where we really just tried to sit on it there. And, uh, you know, but maybe that that is me drinking the Kool-Aid there. (laughs) uh, Being too overly optimistic. But anyway, we will now move on to the SkyuPod Parlay of the Week. Oh, Huskers. <laughs> come on, man. So that was school. brutal. That was brutal. Okay. Uh. okay. Should I have ever chosen Nebraska as my lock? Probably not. What? Come on. Like, your quarterback play, it's – I don't want to hear it anymore. If that – what's this guy's – Hosberg, whatever his name is, he doesn't deserve to have me know his name. He played terribly, and he cost us all money. So, um, if – you know, a lot of us are saying, well, if we would have just played against Minnesota, we win this game. I don't think so. That dude, that dude can't throw the ball down the field either. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I know I'm just giving. I know Corn fans get riled up. So, if any of them listen to this, you can feel free to comment There, us attack us. It's all good. We got the early season. Up. So, anyway, not going with Nebraska this week. I'm going to go to one of my favorite teams to watch in college football. I just like it when they're doing well. Um, I picked him to cover last week. I wasn't uh, brave enough to pick him to win. I like Oklahoma State. I know they're coming off a big time win, an emotional win, a rivalry win um, here over Oklahoma this past week. But it's it's Central Florida currently are a two and a half point favorite. I know Central Florida has, you know, been able to play some teams tough. But this Oklahoma State team, they just have maybe a guy that's the most slept-on Heisman candidate in uh, Gordon the third. His stats are very comparable. I just saw ESPN put it out to Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry won the Heisman. He's actually um, only 30 yards behind him at this point in the year and with, like, 30 less carries. So he's doing really well. My point is, Oklahoma State runs the ball. It's harder to get upset when you – Fundamentally, like on the football, in my opinion, then where you can get a pass happy with it, which is what Oklahoma State kind of was in the past. So anyway, that's a lot of words to say. I love Oklahoma State to cover the two and a half this weekend against Central Florida.
2: I like it. Yeah, I think Oklahoma State is by far the best, you know, they've really turned it around in the Big 12. And I think having, having the Big 12 championship game still in their path is like the biggest reason why I wouldn't think this is going to be you know, a trap
0: game. It shouldn't
2: be. Yeah, like they're not gonna have. I mean, they're they, they. It makes sense why it's only a two and a half point spread. Like they should probably be favored by more. I know they're going on the road, but I like them. Yeah. Um. Agreed. I, can go, I can go next. Um. I was looking for one. I don't know. There weren't many dropped out, but. Looking into this one, I I feel like I might be missing something, but Fresno State goes to San Jose State. Uh, Fresno State there's only one lost team out of the group of five. Um, but depending on which book you look at, it's a it's a pick 'em or a one point Fresno State favorite. Um, so I'm gonna take the Bulldogs. I think they've just been a very solid team. Um, I think they're still playing for a big bowl game, and San Jose State don't know much about them, but I don't. I mean, they're not. Nothing. They're nothing great. So we're gonna ride with the, the Fresno State Bulldogs.
0: I like it. I'm never brave enough usually to pick those those smaller uh, schools. So <laughs> But you guys seem to hit on them, so I'm not gonna
1: question it.
2: There's always there's money in the crumbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right, Max. But I think I'm gonna go with something that might be one of our picks, Kurt. After our parlay, I just like this game. It's a rivalry game in Florida. You got Florida State against Miami, and Florida State is a 14-point favorite. Given that it's a rivalry game, I think that Miami will cover this game. Miami's been kind of in the dumps ever since blowing that loss to Georgia Tech, but I think at this point, this is their Super Bowl. You know, Maybe they can have something to prove. I know they just dropped one to NC State, which was pretty pathetic, but Again, this is a huge historic college football rivalry. I think they'll be ready to play. I think they at least cover the fourteen.
0: All right, I do like the Seminoles as well. So as long as they don't lose, that's fine. Um, and they—I mean, Seminoles—they messed around with Pittsburgh right just last week. So yeah, it's just not cover like 14, been,
1: 14 points. It's not it's like they've
0: been blowing the doors off people. Um, I still think they have yeah. great. Just that quarterback and receivers are just so good for them. I just, but you know, got to get there. So
2: it does it feel was, like too. I mean, what else does Miami have to lose? Like they're probably right. looking at this as like right. this is their season kind of year too. Right.
0: Yeah. No, where do they? I don't, I don't, do they
2: where do they play this game at? Is this a neutral? It site? It says
1: they're at Florida State, but I don't know if you know, like based. Yeah, on... it's it's
0: it's Florida State's home. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just All think right. that they could lose by ten or thirteen, you know, rather <laughs> hey, than fourteen. No. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm with you. Um yeah. Okay. Moving on now, fellas. Let's do some picks this week. It's another great week of college football. Um, some great morning games here as well. So you got the game of the week, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions. Michigan traveling to Penn State. Michigan is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. You guys can tell me I'm crazy, but I think the only reason this line isn't a full touchdown is because of, like, all the outside noise, like, with the sign signal stealing thing. Um, To me, like, unless you just don't believe in Michigan yet because they haven't played a ton of great teams yet, we already saw Penn state against a great defense and they just got completely shut down. Um, I think Michigan will do the same. And I think they have a better offense than Ohio state. I know it's on the road. Um, I I like Michigan a lot in this one.
1: And honestly, I considered it for the lock. (laughs) Yeah. I, I agree as well. Um, I think Michigan's, you know, obviously they're in the top four, but I I think they're better than Ohio State. I know that Ohio State's played, you know, a tougher schedule, so they're deserving to be at one, number one. But this Michigan team is on a mission, it seems like. And I think that they're just going to those all the way to that Ohio State game at the end of the year. So I got the Wolverines.
2: Yeah, I'm also taking Michigan um... – the team, you know, some of the quotes coming from the team, and obviously they're going to say, like, they don't care, but it really seems like, they, like they're like they almost embracing the fact that they're, like, the villains of college football right now. So I feel like if Yeah, and take, that's the
0: only way to really take it, right? When right, really like... yeah.
2: But, yeah, I mean, this is, if anything, like, this is Michigan's first, like, real game of the season, finally. So, like, in, yeah. they're almost, like, fresh coming into this. So I like the Wolverines, too.
0: Yeah, um... I, I would be shocked if it stayed like I, – I would got to imagine even if Penn State's playing well, that Michigan ends up going by like two scores at some point. But right. Anyway. But that's why Vegas is Vegas, and I'm sitting here telling you why Nebraska cost me my parlay last week. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, speaking of which, this game is, is fun. I will definitely be paying attention to this. Maryland is traveling to Nebraska this week. Um, <laughs> gosh so many things. Okay. Maryland is a two and a half point favorite on the road against the Huskers. So there's two ways I feel it, about this. Like Maryland just seems to have hit a wall. Like they always do just kind of in free fall. And, and today, Nebraska, or is it yesterday? Matt rules crying about how they've gotten like, did you see Matt Rule crying about how the refs have cost them two games, one being the Minnesota game, and then last week's game with the Michigan State game, just bad reviews that have gone against them that have cost them a game. So it's like, wow, he really is the perfect coach for the Huskers. Just, <laughs> everyone's against you guys. That's just how they feel. But, um, yeah, so anyway, who do you guys like in that one? Because I, I am just curious to see how
1: these two go at it. Yeah. Boy, you know, um, it's, we do need Nebraska to, we kind of talked about the West and how it should shape out. And we kind of need Maryland to beat them. And then then Nebraska to, you know, beat Iowa, et cetera. But, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm just going to go with Maryland. You know, after that loss to Sparty, that was pretty pathetic, and I don't think that Maryland would be that. You know, they're not as bad as Sparty, so I think for that reason, I'm going to have to go with the Turtleheads, even though we need Nebraska probably to win this one. Yeah, I
2: I will say this. I think the Sully Scoops is probably my favorite Big Banter podcast, other than oh. ours. other than ours, obviously. Yeah. um but Maryland can score points and Nebraska struggles in that uh part of the game so I will take the Maryland Terrapins unfortunately
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> I, I put I put a dollar on Maryland down there in arizona in that parlay they're part of some parlay so i guess for that reason i'll stick with maryland winning this game i i don't know like nebraska is just very banged up i feel like that doesn't get talked a lot outside of nebraska fans so maybe maryland tries to like get the ship turned around and uh i just think maryland's defense has to do less than nebraska's defense as far as getting stops we'll say that way so Um, both teams turn over the ball though. So that one could get just nuts. could be like an 18, 7 turnover total game, but, um, you know, we'll see. Shout out Sully Scoop. They're good guys. Um, moving on here. I had it and then I lost it. Well, Spencer picked it. That's what happened. Also at 230, we got Utah traveling to Washington. Washington is currently a a nine-and-a-half point favorite over the Utes. Man, that line is so tempting, but I I, I feel like it's perfect. Uh, Utah... They got pounded by Oregon, and now everyone's like, ah, oh, well, it was a nice run by Utah. But they're still a well-coached team. My, I'm going to go with Washington just because I think that it was their offense that was struggling, and I know USC's defense sucks, but maybe it was just the mental thing that they needed to get back to their explosiveness. So at home in Washington, I am going to take the Huskies to cover that 9.5 points,
1: but that one scares me. <laughs> Boy, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the Utes. Um. Uh, like you said, Kurt, they're a good team. And you know, I just think that they'll be able to hang in there. The Huskies are great. I just feel like they have had some moments of, oh, you know, they could be beatable. And I think a team that can do that. Are the youths? So, I got
2: Utah. Sure. Yeah, Uh that is a tough line. Um, I think I'm gonna go Utah as well. Um, you know, we it was against Arizona State, but like they pounded them last week. And Washington coming in, I mean, it's a big win. Um, obviously, they're still playing for the playoffs, but. Utah not going to be nearly as soft as USC is on defense, so hopefully if Utah can come and punch them in the mouth, um, I mean Utah's Utah. They always try to keep close,
0: obviously. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, quickly, let's do one more SEC one here. We got Tennessee at Missouri. Tennessee is a one-point favorite. I think that is the complete wrong line. Missouri. Hung with Georgia, Tennessee has not looked impressive. I don't think in any real quality opponent they've played. So I'm gonna go with Missouri at home as the underdog. Like they're given a point. I, I know you're just betting on them to win at that point, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Missouri. Oh
2: man, I feel like both of these teams. Yeah, like Missouri's really surprised me this year that would be better. Like, I feel like I should pick Missouri, but I think for that, I'm just gonna take Tennessee. <laughs> Maybe Missouri just got you know Georgia's a tough opponent.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Boy, I think I'm gonna go with Tennessee as well. Um, at first, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know about Mizzou, but I feel like t- talent-wise, if if Tennessee can just get it going, I think that they can win this game. Not to say that Missouri isn't a talented team, but you know, obviously Tennessee will probably has more athletes on on the team than than Mizzou. So I'll just go with them.
0: All right, another two thirty game. Uh, you got Rutgers at Iowa. Iowa, a one and a half point favorite. Rutgers. I've had you above Iowa all year in the power rankings pretty much. So not all year, but for, for a stretch there and uh, I'm going to stick with it. They just have more offense. So if they can avoid that costly turnover, which against Iowa is huge, it's at Kinnick, it's tough. I get that. Um, but the Gophers need it, baby Rutgers. I'm your number one fan this weekend.
1: Yeah. As am I, Rutgers, this is it. You know, I, I, said this about, you know, Maryland and Nebraska. I'm kind of going with whatever gets the gophers on top of the West. I got the Rus- Rutgers go Scarlet Knights. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I do too. I think they can win it outright. Um they had they had Ohio State, you know, in the first half a little bit. It was closer, but I don't know. I think I don't what is the what's the total of this game? Like twelve?
1: 13, 28 and a half.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I'd go under.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just so ridiculous that it's that <laughs> low, but it's going to hit, you know? Yeah. it's just... Is
2: that like three weeks in a row where the Big Ten West has said like the new record for lowest total? <laughs> well,
0: what, yeah, what was it against Northwestern?
2: It was like I think it opened at like twenty nine and a half. Yeah,
0: so that's got to be another record. Yeah, and it's Iowa involved. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Rutgers. Um, and uh, the unders probably great play. This is Big Ten, so let's get get it in here. Uh, Northwestern going to Wisconsin. Wisconsin coming off that loss. Wisconsin's an eleven point favorite at
1: home. Oh. That's tough. I'm sticking with chaos. I got the Northwestern Wildcats. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I think that they cover this. So let's keep it going. I feel like for how the team been playing, that's a smart, but to me
0: that seems a little bit higher than I would have gone. Makes me think Vegas knows something, and they always do. So for that reason, I am going to take the Badgers. But I hope I hope Northwestern beats them.
2: Yeah, I feel like. In a vacuum, I would also take Northwestern, but it, yeah, it feels like Wisconsin coming off a loss. Northwestern just playing Iowa—that's that's a tough opponent. Um, yeah, I'd take the Badgers too here.
0: But I'm with you, Shuddy, as far as hoping for the chaos. Um, <laughs> all right, and then let's see. Sorry, it's not loading. All right, and then uh, yeah, you got the maybe arguably the other game of the week, Ole Miss visiting Georgia. Georgia is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over Ole Miss. Um, I like Georgia, and mainly because Ole Miss ran into Bama, and not that it wasn't a good game, it was. But I feel like Kirby Smart will see what Bama did to kind of slow them down. Uh, Did I say that right? I, I think Kirby will see what Bama did to slow down Ole Miss. And I think he will execute that. And I think Georgia's better than Bama at this point in the year, although Bama's heating up. But, yeah, I'm going to take Georgia. They're just too tough to bet against. And I know they've been letting teams cover. But this time, not so fast. They're going to be up for this one for sure. They have no excuse to not be up for Ole Miss, who's pushing to, right. to make it to the conference championship. So, sticking
1: with the Bulldogs. Okay. I'm gonna agree with that, Kurt. Um, I just think Georgia's just a great team. I I don't think I've gone against them at all this year. I'm just gonna stick yeah. with the Bulldogs.
2: Yeah. I man, I think I'm just gonna take Ole Miss. Uh smart I, to face. I famous. feel like they can keep it <laughs> they can keep it a little bit close. I feel like it'll be one where they're down, you know, by like thirteen. Score a late touchdown, maybe, but I don't know. I I feel like Ole Miss just feels a little bit different this year. I feel like they're always kind of like a hyped up team, and they drop one, but they've made it this far, so.
0: You know the game I can't get over with them is that Tulane with the backup should have beat them (laughs) and just kind of botched it. Now, not that Tulane's not a good team, they are, but like I can't. And Ole Miss has probably gotten better since then. I will admit that I haven't watched a lot of Ole Miss football, but um, that's just stuck in my mind. So. So it is. All right. Thanks for tuning in, fellas. Uh, that's another episode of SkyU Pod brought to you by Big Banner Sports. Check them out on Twitter at Big Banner Sports. We are at SkyU Pod One on Twitter. I think. I think the one's on there. Yeah, it is. Um. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we will see you next time and watch for the preview crossover episode with the with the Purdue guys on there. Uh, there was good stuff. And um, yeah, see you next time. Go Ghosts.